I didn't want to really, I don't even want to talk about this, but I realized the responsibility, the pressure of hosting a morning show. Um, and a lot of people hit me up on Twitter, said, or take, and I said, I, I just, I can't do it tonight. Like, tune in at six. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm referring to the Badger basketball because it's really easy to connect dots. And I have a pretty good idea of what I think is going on with Badger basketball. But until you have somebody on the record or until you have uh, a quote or information directly linking it, I suppose it's irresponsible to connect the dots. And the story yesterday, the strength and conditioning coach uh, resigning under um, you know re- reports of a racial epithet that was used earlier in the season. And, you know, the timing, I, you know, I, I, you and I talk about this a lot. Is there any, the older I get, the well, more cynical I get, and the more I think. Definitely get cynical. You get a little jaded when you get yeah, older, for and, sure. But I also get smarter. You get smarter as you get older because you're weathered. Mm-hmm. And the notion that there's no, there's no coincidences in life and everything happens for a reason. And the fact that this comes to light during this week of chaos with the Kobe King leaving the program. I just, I don't want to believe that the timing is a coincidence, but it's difficult for me not to think that the time, there is no coincidence with this timing because if you see some of the quotes from uh, Eric Allen, the now former strength and conditioning mm-hmm. coach, it felt like it was squashed that it, it did happen. He, he fully admits it, but that he addressed it immediately. And he thought that the situation was handled. He apologized brought it to the the, uh, the administration's attention and that he had moved on and that it, it now it doesn't he, become yeah. public two weeks ago when it happened. It becomes public during this story. Again, I'm not accusing, but I'm also not a dummy. And it's just, it's, it's, it's again, it's a, it's a dirty story that I don't really want to talk about. But I don't you want have to. to. I don't want to accuse somebody of something. No, but you it's... can just lay the facts out and the quotes out and let people decide for themselves. You know, um, first it was reported from the UW that they were looking into the, you know, they're looking into the matter and whatnot. That we all heard initially that it was directed towards Kobe King. Then it comes to find out that Helen was recanting a story he had, you know, in his time in the NBA. He spent 25 years in the NBA. He was recanting a story, and Helen had his own quote from the beginning. I owned. What I said, I made apologies to the student-athletes affected. I made a mistake in a moment of inattentiveness. For that, I have the deepest regrets. And then he said that he was sharing a story from his NBA career and was explaining the intensity of a particular athlete. He said, quote, I quoted that individual and in doing so repeated a repugnant word. In no way were these my words, and I clearly stated my disapproval. And then, like he said, uh, I specifically addressed the student-athletes, and we handled it as a group. Everything was fine. Apologies were accepted, and everyone was doing just fine. It, and he said, quote, it really didn't come back up until Kobe decided that he wanted to leave. Right. And just and that to, was his, that's his quote. And to further that, if you don't know the ins and outs of college basketball, if something happens at your previous school, if you're a transfer, where you left under – mitigating circumstances um you know you're you were a part of you know uh, a bad grade or a fight or in this case a racial epithet you don't have to sit out justin fields the quarterback at ohio state was formerly a quarterback at georgia the same thing was accused of a georgia coach where they called him specifically a derogatory name and the NCA gave him immediate release because their view is, look, if you're in a situation that's uncomfortable or unhealthy or unsafe, 
you should be able to transfer immediately. So Justin Fields was able to go to Ohio State and start last year and not sit out the year. Yes. Connect the dots if you say if this came out two weeks ago or this was handled two weeks ago, but it only makes public the week Kobe King is transferring, there are going to be people that are saying Kobe King was going to out this story because it will help his tra- his eligibility. And again, I'm not accusing Kobe King of that. I'm just, as you said, so, well, you're laying the timeline. out the facts that if that comes to light and he's involved in it, he can then make a case to the NCA that he is eligible to play so, next year and not sit out. Yeah, they also say, and it's, you know, Jeff Patrikas from Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, this is a great article, I suggest go reading it. And then it says, although sources with access to the program told the Journal Sentinel that King had been Present when Helen used the epithet, UW said in a statement, and Helen reiterated that he was not. Um, Helen said, quote, I cannot overstate this. I would never do anything, nor have I ever done anything, to intentionally insult or hurt any of our student-athletes. I would never do anything to hurt them. It cost me my job. I am devastated. I let my family down. I let the university down. More importantly, I let the guys down in that locker room. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's that, he self-reported to Greg Gard. So the story was before the Ohio State game. From what I was reading, he was recanting a story from his time. Right. I think he it was with to, the Bulls. Yeah, he was this, before he for twenty five years using yeah, the NBA. He was a strength and conditioning coach with Chicago. And then he told the story when they were in Ohio, and then it came back up again, obviously, last week and this week. You know. So yeah, yeah I mean, I suggest go reading the article. We'll, we'll right. talk about. It, I'm sure coming up on the road. It's of the one show. of these things where I have my opinion, but it's it, it's not my place to accuse without all the facts. Yeah. It's one of these where you can connect the dots yourself, and you can make your own opinions. Um, Whatever it is, it's another terrible black eye for Wisconsin basketball. Last week, you know, it's the drama of Kobe King, and then it's Greg Gard's, you know, um, coaching ability and recruiting ability brought into question, and you have an online Twitter feud with ex-players. They squash that because they go in and they beat Michigan State, and I we did this on Monday morning as a topic. We said, with beating Michigan State the way they did, do we now turn the page on the Kobe King thing and just focus on basketball? And I think the idea for most fans was yes, then this comes up yesterday, and now here we are again where basketball becomes secondary. And, you know, you have another, by the way, monster game Sunday at the Cole Center with Ohio State, Wisconsin now back squarely on the bubble uh, after losing to Minnesota the other night. So the focus should be you need to beat Ohio State to ensure you're back in the NCAA tournament, but... That the game will now once again be secondary because the story is going to be this this story and what is truly going on behind the scenes with Wisconsin basketball. Yeah, and let me be perfectly clear where I stand too. Like racially insensitive language should not be used. I mean, we all know this. It's exactly. twenty twenty. It's it doesn't excuse what he said. Doesn't excuse a racially insensitive. Like we should have the right of mind to know that in a situation, you got to you know it's twenty twenty. You got to be careful what you say yeah, about you, everything. You got to self edit. So, you know, just to get out of the way, like. Racially insensitive language should not be used. Does he deserve to lose his job over it? You know, there's a different discussion. Well, and then do, do, is it all? Is the timing? You know, it, it, and then you, there's yeah, every, right. everything that's involved. It's a very peculiar story. Right, and then you know, there's a discussion of who was in who was in his presence because initially it was reported that Kobe King was. Then it was reported that Kobe King wasn't. That's a huge, in my opinion, that is. As big of as the story of anything is, was Kobe King around? Because if it was directed at him or in his presence, that changes everything. If it wasn't and it was just hearsay, and this is an opening to maybe help one's personal 
slot to maybe become eligible and you see an opening here. And I'm again, I'm not saying that's what's happening, but if that is the case, you have to at least question that. Then are you basically trashing someone's career and character to benefit yourself? And I'm not saying that's what's happening, but it's at least worth Just looking at all it's, sides. It's a possibility of that's yeah. what's happening here. And that's if, if you're using somebody else's life and livelihood and character to benefit yourself, that is as wrong as wrong gets. Exactly. Yes, exactly. But, you got to look at it from all sides. Right. You but know, you got to keep an open side, mind yeah. over it. And on the flip side, you shouldn't be. You know, you right. can't be saying those. But on the, yeah, as I was going to say, on the flip side, if you if you were a part of that, and I'm not a minority, so I don't, I can't understand that. I, I've never experienced yeah. that, so I can't say I don't understand or you shouldn't react a certain way because I've never been called that and I am not that nationality so it's just again it's a terrible situation it's something that I don't want to even talk about but it's a a sensitive subject it's a national story if you go to cbssports.com it's the fourth thing on their front page you go to espn.com it's the sixth story so it's an it's not a Wisconsin basketball story this is a national story now Wisconsin's playing a nationally televised game Sunday at noon and sadly, this will be the first thing they talk about on the broadcast on Sunday. Yeah, so there's a lot of interesting things that go into it, and there's a lot of, you know, if you look at certain posts of Kobe King, like thanking people on his way out, and then you have, you know, it's there's a lot of things that just make you scratch your head a yeah. little bit over it's it. It's a sad, it, but bottom line is this, it's sad because... It's sad all around. Yeah, Wisconsin is on, the, this is a great time of sports, March Madness is in three weeks. Wisconsin is in the thick of it. You know, there's two things you love about March Madness. You love it when you're the 2014 and 2015 Badgers where you're one of the best teams in the country, and it's just about can you make a Final Four. And the other best thing about March Madness is if you're a bubble team and every game, every week, every play, every possession means something, and that's what this team is. And this next nine games should be all about that and the excitement of March Madness and can Wisconsin basketball get off the bubble when they release the brackets on Selection Sunday? Do we see a motion W? That's what I want to be excited about the next three weeks. And last week, it's a star player transferring. This week, it's the strength and conditioning coach using a racial slur. It's just, it's un- it stinks yeah. that we can't focus on what we should be. And that's, to me, my favorite time of year I've always said it. Selection Sunday is my favorite sports day of the year, and now it's gonna we're gonna be stuck in this. I love Badger basketball, but it's just some. I just like want the season to be over with now. Kind of. I'm kind of with you. Like man. I love Badger basketball. Now I'm just. I'm like, when is the season done? I'm kind of with you. Tough season, yeah. man. We have the Joe and Eb's today. The Oscars are on Sunday. Hollywood's kind of got long in the tooth. I don't need your just because you make money doesn't believe it doesn't mean I believe in your politics or your your political views. Yep. Um, so I don't care about that. But what I care about is the Joe and EB's. And we have a bunch of categories. The first one, did we start with the best first? Who was the best team in Wisconsin sports the last calendar year? Your choices, the 2019 Packers. Stunned the world, winning the division, getting all the way to the NFC Championship game. The 2019 Bucks stunned the world. Best record in the NBA, made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. MVP Giannis. Badger football, really stunned the world, winning the Big Ten West, getting the Big Ten Championship game in the Rose Bowl. And Badger volleyball, stunned the world, made it all the way to the National Championship game. Right now, the Bucks 
with a lead. Badger volleyball has climbed into second over the Packers. Yeah, I mean, rightfully so, too, man. Um, a lot of teams, like, shocking the world here because one thing hurting Badger football, those that lost to Illinois. Yeah. One thing hurting the Packers would be, you know, kind of three times in a row just getting punked in California. One thing hurting the Bucks, you know, you lose in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, that's pretty good get to get there, though. Yeah. And, I mean, hurting Badger volleyball obviously didn't win it all, but still, incredible feat. All right, well, uh, we have another uh, category. We're going to have uh, a bunch. You know, it's like the Oscars. You know, every every hour or so we'll have a new uh, category. We also, it is Friday. We got a full list of these. You just made the list! <laughs> yep. And uh, that's D-Bag of the Week. And it's, of course, Friday if you have one of these. Conspiracy Theory Friday. And if you have something with Badger basketball, that's fine. All I ask is, you know, try and keep it above board. And just know that we have, what is it, a seven-second? Seven-second delay. Seven-second delay. And a dump button. So what you say on. takes seven seconds. And if we deem that the orange button needs to be hit, it is hit. 608-321-1670. Philip, hey. thanks for holding on. Up, Welcome Phillip? to the Joe and Evo Show. Hey, What's up, Philip? How's, how's it going this morning, boys? Good, man. Great, TGIF, Phillip. dude. Got big plans this weekend? Um, I got my kiddos this weekend. I'm a divorced dad, so I got my kids. Hey, um, welcome, enjoy, enjoy welcome to the club, Philip. I got a bunch of divorced kids. <laughs> and uh, no, so just gonna do some swim lessons with the kids this tomorrow morning, and probably just um, maybe go hit up some wrestling or something. Cool, man. So, enjoy the time. Um, I just wanted to call and wish you guys good luck. You guys yesterday said you were wrestling coaches, so good luck this weekend. And I wanted to throw in a vote for the D bag of the week if I can do that. Yes, yeah, go please. ahead, Philip. Um, none other than Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you go, boys. Oh, man. Here's the thing, Philip. Thank you, brother. So let me just say this. Before it was a sports station, it was a failed liberal uh, talk station. So uh, as great as that is, Philip, I can't go down that road because last time they tried politics on this frequency, it crashed and burned. We all can get a chuckle over but it. But that's though. funny. Um, all right. Uh, so if, if I mean, if if we go to the politics side, I'll have to take the list of D-bigs that we have and rip them up yeah. when the speech oh. was over. But you know, I don't want to do that, so we'll stick to the sports. All stuff. right. So you appreciate it though, Phil. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You said Bucks was your pick. Yeah, Bucks was my team pick. last yeah. year. How about you guys? Yeah, go ahead, Nell. Nell Who Bell? was the Packers, Bucks, Badger football, Badger volleyball? Who had the best year? Now the Packers. No one saw that coming, right? Nobody. No. You thought the Badgers might have pieces, but a Rose Bowl would still be a long stretch. They were picked fourth to finish, not in the Big Ten, Nelson, in the Big Ten West. Mm. We thought the Bucks would probably be a top four team in the East, but we didn't think they would be that good. Yep. Maybe win a series was the goal. Honestly, I don't follow volleyball whatsoever, so I had zero expectations and didn't know, didn't know anything about that team. <laughs> so I had to vote for the volleyball team. Okay. Because Rowdy. I actually turned the TV on to watch a volleyball game. Which you've never for done the before. the first time ever. That's really good reasoning. So they had to be the best team for me to actually turn on a sport. And I plus, who has become our newest best friend that gets us lunch almost twice a week? The voice of the women's volleyball team, yeah, this, Bonnie Olson. Yeah, Bonnie. She's she's my she's my neighbor, my office neighbor. She's the she is and she rules. She is if you can awesome. get me to I turn on Bonnie. a sport I'm not a fan of and never really watched, I feel like you got to be the best team. <laughs> that's that's good reason. Okay, Nelson. Okay. Uh, there's no wrong answer vote, on the committee. Uh, right. Well, to that point, Taco Monkey Dog says, "I think you guys are missing a team in my eyes. That would be Whitewater Football." After a couple-year break, they got back to the national championship game. They could be thrown in the conversation. They absolutely could. And then Dominic says, how about the women's championship team in, in hockey? Here's the thing, you guys. I was the guy who put up the Oscars three weeks ago 
for snubbing the Sandman. I think Uncut Gems and Adam Sandler, who plays this goofy shampoo is good, conditioner good, and he plays this dark, dark jeweler who's a sports bookie guy who ends up getting smoked at the end. Sorry, spoiler hey. alert. Um, I'll, so I'll pretend I got into that. Not in the not everybody get not the like the fact that Hollywood never they always want these artsy fartsy films mm-hmm. and you know the Star Wars the Transformers the Avengers never gets nominated. Yep. Just because the idea that if you're a big budget movie you can't be a good movie mm-hmm. that's crap. So Taco Monkey Dog, <laughs> Dominic, I hear what you're saying. I feel you. But that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. There's only not everybody can get nominated. True and. I mean, the women's hockey team that won it all, not to disparage ourselves, but what would they rather hoist, the national championship trophy or a Joe and Eby? Obviously, a Joe and Eby is awesome, yeah. but I think they're, I think they're fine. Eh. Would they, though? I, I, I don't know. I'm just asking questions. Right, just uh, asking questions. I think you both make compelling arguments. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm torn between the two you guys didn't say, and that's the Packers and Badger football. And... I guess, you know, yes, you said it, Evo. Uh, losing to Illinois, I can't unsee that game. Illinois was better than we thought, but they still weren't great. And you were still a 30-point favorite. That was the second biggest point spread outright loss in the history of the Vegas line. So if that happens on your watch, I can't vote for you. <clears throat> um, so that's why I voted for the Packers. And if you go back, a year ago today. I just, look, go back, do history, right? Go back to where you were a year ago today. And honestly, we all become prisoners of the moments, right? We all love when our teams are doing well. But what we don't do a very good job at is thinking back. And really, honestly, people, ask yourself, on February 7th, 2019, you hated what the Packers were becoming. We did shows that they were going to fall back into the 1980s. We hated Mark Murphy. We hated the last three drafts of Ted Thompson. We didn't even know. We wanted Josh McDaniels or Lincoln Riley or some shiny, fancy, offensive-minded coach. Nobody even knew who Matt LaFleur was. We we all read the Bleacher Report article. We thought Aaron Rodgers was the biggest diva coach killer of all time. There is no way you could have thought the Packers could have been anything better than an eight and eight, nine and seven team a year ago today. To go thirteen and three and get within sixty minutes of the Super Bowl, I'm sorry. I, I the Packers to me is the biggest stunner in a long, long time. I voted the Packers. Yeah, I mean, great reasoning that something has done that's never been happened in the history of the Packers. That's got to turn some heads, right? When a first-year head coach gets an above 500 record and gets his team to the playoffs and then gets one game away. I'm just saying the Packers, what are they, what are they known as? Title Town, right? Yeah. It's the Title Town. The G stands for greatness. Uh, you have all the you know Lombardi trophies. That's, hell, the Lombardi trophy is named after Vince Lombardi. What do we know about the Bucks, Miller? How many, as a, nah. as a Bucks fan <laughs> for my entire life, I've been disappointed Year in and year out yeah. for as long as I can remember, besides one year, 2000, 2001. And the NBA rigged it uh, for them to that, lose. That's true. That is true. It's not even a conspiracy. It's true. I don't even need the music. You don't even need the music. Okay. It's true. You can go go Google it. The fourth quarter alone, <laughs> the, the foul disparity, the everything. It's crazy. But the Bucks, what have we known our entire lives? They're losers. I remember 15 wins in one season. I remember that vividly. Giannis's rookie year. 
Miller, Giannis won MVP. Giannis and the Bucks got to the best record in the NBA. Giannis and the Bucks got to the Eastern Conference Finals of all places. I got to vote Bucks. I like Nelson's reasoning, though, for Badger Volleyball. And you asked, what were we doing on this day in history? What were you doing a year ago? I went and looked at my Facebook timeline. How was this? I randomly played Check Yourself, Wreck Yourself. You randomly brought up Ebo's World, right? Was it Ebo's World? Like an anniversary show? On this day in history, six years ago, was the debut of Ebo's World, February 7, 2014. I kid you not. Wow. What doozy. A one for the ages, Miller. We both talked about it, like not even knowing. So, Nelson, let me ask you, because you've got uh, Rashawn Gary currently on Mount Notice, right? You call Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFlaud, or you you poke fun at my golden boy. Um, Wonder Boy. Do, or Wonder Boy. Do you not um, put any stock in 13-3? and three? I do, because I I think that's a that's a hell of a coaching job, but I, his offense was so bad. Like, that offense... It looked exactly like Mike McCarthy's offense the last couple of years, and the numbers say that's exactly what it was. And he was supposed to be this new, young, hip, smart, genius offensive coordinator. Though every stop, every stop he's ever made, the numbers never really add up to what he is regarded as. And that's why I'm still pretty firm with He needs to bring in an offensive coordinator that can call plays, and he should just continue to manage the team. Because he did a solid job in managing the team. He did not do a good job calling plays or leading that offense. Okay, I agree the offense was underwhelming, but how do you explain 13-3? and Did they did they truly luck into it? Even if if they lucked into it, doesn't that go into best team? And I, I think there was some luck, right? I mean, look. Oh, totally. There was the healthiest team in the history of the NFL. They documented it. As far as guys on injury report, that was literally the healthiest team in the history of the NFL. Um, if you they, ask other fans that are not biased towards the Packers, you could probably say they were gifted two games. Well, that's what I was just going to be. Now, Ebo and I finish each other. Now Man. I'm scared that I'm finishing Judas. your sentences. That's weird. Yeah, I was going to say the next thing was the two Lions games. They never led. And they swept the Lions. That's lucky. But don't don't you guys agree that it forget the Packers? Doesn't any good team, I would say go back and chart any team that's won the whatever league, NBA, NFL, college basketball, doesn't any championship team need some luck along the way? For Isn't sure. Is that part of the deal? To be healthy, to get calls, yeah, you need luck. to have mojo, to have a crazy bounce of the football. Dude, or how, how do you think the Patriots beat the Seahawks? There was luck with Russell Wilson throwing the ball instead of Total handing it out to Marshawn. Like, like or, that was just like, oh my God, he's right there. I'm going to catch the ball. There's or the luck that Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. Yeah. I mean, you got to have luck. If you want to win championships, okay, you need luck. I agree, but can't you, Nelly, Nelly, back to your statement, can't you factor luck into the, the Packers season? I mean, and, you can, but then... I don't even want to say they ran out of luck. They just ran out. They ran into a team that was frankly much better than them in the San Francisco yeah. 49ers. Well, you could make the case through transitive property that the Packers did win the Super Bowl because the Packers went into Arrowhead Stadium and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City That's Chiefs it. beat the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Therefore, the Packers, who beat the Chiefs, won the Super Bowl. Okay, but what? But can't okay, the Chiefs throw down the card saying we didn't have our MVP quarterback. <laughs> but what's worse, the, you don't bring that part up. The but, guy playing quarterback for us was coaching. We don't bring that. We don't bring that part up. No. But what's worse, the Packers getting annihilated in the NFC Championship game, or the Bucks being up 2-0, uh, put back away in overtime for him being up 3-0. 
and losing four straight games. The difference between the NBA and the and the NFL, the NFL, it's an at-once league, right? The NBA, it's a slow burn. Like, the Packers lose one game, they're done. The Bucks, that was a two-week process of being slowly, systematically, like, bled out by the Raptors. They I mean, were up. I understand it, but it's the same it's thing a as the Packers. Look for the Bucks. The Bucks. That's had, what I said. The Bucks had no How luck. How can you say the Bucks? They lost four in a row. The Bucks had no luck in that. Like if that Chris Middleton jumper were just to bounce the other way off the rim and it's go over. In, the Bucks go up three nothing, and I feel like they would go of to the finals. It's after over that. at that point. And then after that, when you remember all the bad shooting performances, the like the rim was just seemingly unforgiving. So and there was no luck, but also. I, Literally everyone for the Bucks kind of crapped the bed. Like no one started performing good in that series. So I think they ran out of luck and they just got outperformed by a better, hotter team at the time. Well, to make this vote, you got to determine this. Like what's worse? Like a one night beat down like the 49ers gave the Packers or a week long beat down like the Raptors gave well, the Bucks? Well, the Packers got a beat down before from the Niners. That's true. And also in California, the Packers got a beat down from the Chargers. That's also true. The Bucks were a better team than the Packers to me, but it was also a way worse loss in the conference championship series so you, game. you're still voting Wisconsin Volleyball. I'm sticking with my volleyball vote. All right. Which is good reasoning, though. You guys oh, want to roll another Joe, candidate out? Yeah, go I ahead. I do, but on the same history, too, we also debated... On February 7th, 2018, is a veggie burger actually a burger? <laughs> that was today? That was yeah. Oh, my God. The that things was a year I do ago. for charity. That was a year ago. Right there in my Facebook memories. You might laugh at all my ex-wives and my isms, but don't ever say that I'm not going to heaven because I sold out for charity to say that a veggie burger is actually a burger. I did that on this day two years ago. Yep. Oh, my goodness how <laughs> how about it dude? Two, oh yeah two years ago yeah wow that was 2020 that was 2019 yeah two years ago you guys ready for another uh yes. nominee yes, yes all right we have another nominee coming up we own the award circuit we have the best sports team in wisconsin over the last year your choices packers bucks badger football badger volleyball and now our next category best supporting athlete you know, best supporting actor sometimes. Like, if you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Brad Pitt's up for best supporting actor. I would say he was the movie. He was incredible. Leonardo DiCaprio, great actor. There's some other great actors. Margot Robbie, great actor. But Brad Pitt stole the show. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Spoiler. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But he's up for best supporting actor. These are our nominees for best supporting athlete. You want I, me to unveil them? Go ahead. You have them up? Are you I ready? Do. They are up and ready. Go ahead. The Joni Beast, who is 2019's best supporting athlete in Wisconsin sports. First, he is teammates with Giannis Dendekumbo. His number two, Chris Middleton. Ooh, good choice. Coming in for a number nominee for best supporting athlete in Wisconsin sports. He totes the rock. He gets handed the ball from Aaron Rodgers. That would be his running back, Aaron Jones. Ooh, wow. Many say that Jonathan Taylor, the team, the Wisconsin Badger football team, is his. So who hands the ball off to Jonathan Taylor? Who plays second fiddle? I'll be pretty good. Jack Cohn, quarterback for Wisconsin Badgers. And <laughs> Not then, Graham Mertz? No, Jack Cohn. <laughs> and then I owe you money. Graham so. Mertz will be best. best <laughs> supporting support. No, no, no. Best athlete <laughs> next year. And then Berger will be best supporting for Graham Mertz. And then your fourth and final candidate for 2019's best supporting athlete in Wisconsin sports would go to 
A wide receiver wearing the green and gold. Him and Aaron Rodgers have quite the connection, but without Rodgers, could he get the ball? Devontae Adams. Wow, that's a good list. Best supporting athlete over the last year. Chris Middleton, Aaron Jones, Jack Cohn, Devontae Adams. Ooh. What do you guys think? I don't know who I'm going to vote for here. I'm just surprised that uh, Aaron Jones was on that list. I think you could easily say that Aaron Rodgers. Was well, the you are. Nelson, it's funny you say that because you're already like the third person. And we've, this poll's only been in the field like three minutes, and already two people have tweeted that. Like, I'll, we talked about this a lot during the season. And Evo, you said it a lot too. Like, which team is it? Which Aaron runs? Which Aaron ran the Packers last year? Aaron Jones or Aaron Rodgers? For me personally, it's Aaron Jones, but I think you brought up a very good point about Once a Time in Hollywood. Brad Pitt is be- up for Best Supporting Actor, but you yeah. think Brad Pitt is the, the main he guy? Is, he's the movie. I mean, to me, Aaron Jones, that's his team. But if you were to poll everyone, they would probably say, a majority would say that Aaron Rodgers is the fate. He is the face of the franchise, let's be honest with ourselves. And that it's, it is his team and not yet Aaron Jones's team. So it's like the case of Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, see, the, 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 like Middleton is a true That's number a true number two. two. That, that, like, I feel like I'm going to vote for Chris Middleton because I hear what you guys are saying. Like, you can make the case, was it Aaron Jones? He, I mean, he was second in the NFL in touchdowns. Every time he touched the ball more than 20 times, the Packers never lost. Um, so I, I feel like, yeah, Aaron Jones was maybe the most important Packer. But then would you say, but that would lead to Devontae Adams? Like, he's not, they did go 4-0, and by the way. Can I remind you guys when Devontae Adams got hurt? True. We thought, because what happened three years ago? Jordy Nelson tore his ACL in the preseason. What did we say? Season was done. Season's over. And what happened? It right. kind of was over. Yep. Didn't we kind of say the same thing with Devontae Adams? It was before the Cowboy game, and turns out the Cowboys weren't that good. But at the time, they were, and... We went into that Dallas game, and we were all like, Packers are done. <laughs> like, they don't have Devontae Adams. They went 4-0 and without Devontae. But, but then he comes back, and he was probably one of the five best wide receivers the last four or five weeks of the season exactly. after his injury. And So how do you handicap? The Packers won without Devontae Adams, so you can say they didn't need him. But when he played... He was incredible. So how do you how good was how valuable how much of a supporting athlete is Devontae Adams? One without him, but when he played, they were still amazing. Oh well, exactly. And remember when Aaron Rodgers I know I'm going back a year, but when Aaron Rodgers was out, Brett Hundley still was able to connect to Devontae Adams. So you could say like could could you make the case that Devontae Adams that's more of his team than Aaron Jones and it's still Aaron Rodgers' team? Mm. Yeah. But when you talk when you think about Devontae Adams, he's a true through and through supporting best athlete in Wisconsin because he was always never in the top five discussion nationally of wide receivers. When did you ever hear people really bringing up Devontae Adams in top five wide receivers nationally? Yeah, not a lot. I mean, you heard a lot fringe. of people talk about Aaron Jones. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's true. And then the last guy on yeah, the list. Yeah, we talked about this guy. This one to me is fascinating because what is the most important position on the field in football? The quarterback. The quarterback. But what is, what did Wisconsin football have the last three years? The best running back in yep, the game. Yeah. So Nelson, who was who was the face of Wisconsin football the last oh, two years? Was it Jack Cohn or was it Jonathan Taylor? It's Jonathan Taylor. So can a quarterback be a supporting athlete? hundred percent in Wisconsin. Yes, a hundred percent. But don't Wisconsin they say that? I get it, but don't they say if you don't have a quarterback, you have nothing? Yeah, but if the Wisconsin Badgers didn't have Jonathan Taylor, they literally would have nothing. Jonathan Taylor, we all think he should have been up for the Heisman, right? 
Yes. yes. At least not want it, but been there. He set records. He was doing things that like no other running backs had ever done in the Big Ten or let alone college football. It was clearly Jonathan Taylor's team in Wisconsin. A running back, though? Yep. He doesn't touch the ball every time. He is our quarterback. Yeah. When you look at the face of a team. But who, t- Nelson, who touches the ball every play on offense? Well, that would be the center and quarterback. Yeah. Does Jonathan Taylor, is John, if it's a third and, and I'm not saying you're wrong. You guys, I'm just on a third and seventeen. Does Jonathan Taylor touch the ball? This is what the committee has Not to do. Normally, we have to talk it up. But I think if uh, you asked some of those defenses, they'd tell you he touches the ball quite a bit. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor is definitely a clear-cut supporting athlete here in the Joe and Ebs. No, Jack Cohn. You would say John because that's yeah, Jack Cohn's a supporting supporting athlete. Yeah, not Jonathan Taylor, right? That's why I asked. Oh, did him, I like, say Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. Sorry, I meant Jack Cohn. So John, so the and I'm not saying like and that's the, that's the funny thing, right? Because we're saying. Okay, in Green Bay, who was – well, let's go back to Green Bay then. Who was more valuable this season to the Packers, Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones, I'd say, just because – You think he was more valuable? But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is able to get it to Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers led a lot of game-winning drives. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers' team. You can – I think Aaron Jones is – it's his team now, but it's majority would say Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers made some pretty big – Throws when needed. Whose team? Whose offense was it, Nelson? A lot more Aaron yardage. Jones or Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I would probably say Aaron Rodgers, but to play devil's advocate, I love saying Aaron Jones. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just trying to find a way to get Rodgers on Mount Notice, right? Ooh. No, I want him to be the best quarter. I want to see 2015 Aaron Rodgers again. By the way, do you love the Josonians? <laughs> half of them are pretty questionable. <laughs> <laughs> There's only four. What do you mean half of them are pretty questionable? The left side's pretty questionable. Best supporting athlete, Chris Middleton, Aaron Jones, Jack Cohn, Devontae Adams. So we were talking about Devontae before the break because this one's fascinating to me because we thought, and I, I I, was right there in it. When he got hurt, was about week four, and doomed. Look, the turf toe. Doomed. The doomed, right? Because what happened five years ago? When, when the Packers lost their number one receiver. Now, I know different coaching regime, different personnel, but it was still the same notion. Number one receiver was Jordy Nelson. He went down. And by the way, that season did go down. They were four and six. Somehow, some way, Aaron Rodgers said, I think we can run the table. They found a way to do it. But that, that, that season was, they were not a good team. Mm-hmm. This season, I thought the same thing. I thought it was even worse because at least when Jordy got hurt, you still had Randall Cobb. You still had James Jones. Who the hell did you have once Devontae got hurt? How in the world did the Packers go 4-0 without Devontae Adams? That's a great question. Aaron Jones stepped up in a gigantic way. That's why, you know, the committee's got to ask these difficult questions when you're voting for the Joe and Ebies. I honestly don't think I could vote for Aaron Jones for being best supporting Wisconsin athlete just because he could be the number one. He could be over Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams, when he was out those four games, Miller, they did go 4-0. Packers go 4-0. Aaron Jones put his his name out there. He's like, look at me. I ain't no second fiddle. But and what then, did we say? You're right, but what did we say all season? How crap. The Jake Coomer, oh my God, if I ever have to hear again that the guy went to UW-Whitewater. Alan Lazard, Geronimo Allison. What? Marquez Valdez-Scantling's on a milk carton or he's in a post. He's on a wall of a post office in the middle of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Like, how stinky were these receivers outside of Devontae? 
I mean, they were stinky, dude. And Aaron Jones is leading in a huge way right now. Yeah. I don't I'd see. I don't know. I would vote for Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton to yeah. me is the quintessential number two. When you think Milwaukee Bucks, who do you think? Giannis. Giannis Kumbo. Who is the second fiddle to Giannis? Chris Middleton. I mean, Giannis was very vocal about Chris Middleton coming back. That's why he came back. And in fact. Chris Middleton is such a number two, and Giannis didn't want to say that he's like a number one. In Team Giannis last night in the All-Star selection, he he picked Chris Middleton on his bench for his All-Star team. Did you see who Giannis picked? Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kemba Walker, Trey Young. And then his first bench player, his first f- fiddle, Chris Middleton for the reserves. See, I think out of these four. That's a number two. Chris Middleton uh, should win this one. Yeah, I mean, well, what do we always say? But he's not going Chris- to. Go ahead, Nell. Chris Middleton? He's That's the number two. Oh, no. This you is, just here talked comes earlier Thompson. about if his shot just would have went in and they would have went up 3-0. Is Chris Middleton not the number two to Giannis? He is, in that, and he ain't very good. What do you mean? He, he's a two-time All-Star. He's a two-time All-Star. They can't turn your mic win up with a little him. bit. I'll turn it up. Well, I know it's, it's, it's spotted out. But, Nelson, isn't that – doesn't that – doesn't he meet – what is the definition? He was Chris on the Middleton NBA the team that lost two? in the FIBAs to China. He was on the <laughs> Bucks team that couldn't get it done because he shrunk up in the big games, looked like turds. Maybe he is, he is a number two. He yes, like he number, is a number two, Nelson. He looks like a number two on the court when he plays, and they put it all on him. So it sounds like you're voting for best supporting athlete? Jack Cohn. <laughs> they, he did exactly what they asked of him. Yeah, hand the ball off to JT. Hand the ball and make off a to Jonathan Taylor. Complete. Uh, and how many times did we say let Jack Cohn throw the ball downfield? Because when he did, they had success. If he hit Quintez Cephas a little more, if Jack Cohn was a number one in that team, they'd allow him to throw. They would give him the green light every time. And he did exactly what they asked of him. He completed almost seventy. All right, now you're flipping me to passes. Jack Cohn. Possibly he went yeah. eighteen this touchdowns. Is a good, this to is five a, picks. Hmm. This is a good Joan. He, he didn't turn the, the football over. He even showed that he could run a little bit with his legs. And when they did ask him to throw the ball downfield, he did it decently well. And this is a kid that not only did that, but he did that with the pressure of a, a big four or five-star recruit coming in that everyone thought was going to play. Okay, let me ask you this. Best supporting athlete in Wisconsin sports for this Joe Ebies. Right now, Aaron Jones is leading the way. Yeah. And we were saying maybe Aaron Jones should be the face you know, of the Packers, and that's what it is, and Aaron yeah. Rodgers is actually the number two. They went 4-0 without Devontae Adams. If Aaron Jones doesn't do what he did this season, don't you think people are very vindictive and vicious on Aaron Rodgers? Yes. So without Aaron Jones making Aaron Rodgers look better with his production, Aaron Rodgers, people would be screaming about him. Aaron Rodgers gets to remain the face because of Aaron Jones helping him out. Aaron Jones was helping out the face, Aaron Rodgers. Therefore, Aaron Jones is the best number two because he helped out the number one yeah, overall a, face of the franchise. Point. Well, let me put it in context because we're doing this because, uh, by the way, 608-321-1670, who do you think was the best supporting athlete in Wisconsin this year? Let me put it in context for you guys because this is all about the Oscars, right? So let me give you some of the notable names and see if this can translate from silver screen to sports. These are some of the more notable best supporting actor winners. How about Cuba Gooding Jr.? Show me the money. Show Rod Tidwell. Jerry, was Jerry Maguire about Tom Cruise or was it about Cuba Gooding Jr. and, and Rod Tidwell? Like, who was that? Was it Tom Cruise, the the agent? Or was it Rod Tidwell, the star athlete? I mean, when I think of that, I think of Rod Tidwell screaming, show me the money. But then I think of Renee Zellweger. Who in the hell is Renee Zellweger? Saying, you had me at hello. That's from that movie, right? Yeah. 
Ah, I think it's Tom Cruise. The movie's okay. about Tom Cruise. How about the usual suspects? The great Kaiser Sose. <laughs> Kevin Spacey was Roger Verbal Kent, yep. but he actually was Kaiser Sose. He Spoiler. was the So who was the movie about? Give me the mother of it, keys, you <laughs> Or was it Kevin Spacey, who we thought was some bit player, but he was really the, the main guy? I think of Kevin Spacey when I think of that movie. What about you? Yeah, Kevin. I mean, Kev, you're. Yeah, I think of Kevin Spacey. Like, if you think of that, when you think of that weirdo, did you uh, see yeah. another one? A person that was accusing him died. <laughs> okay, 2008, The Dark Knight. It's like three people. Heath Ledger. I mean, it, who? What do you think of? In I mean, Christian I think Bale. Of, I think of Where's Rachel. But who where's do you think? Rachel? Come on, who do you think of in <laughs> I the think Dark? Of Heath Ledger. Right, Heath Ledger was best supporting actor. I know. I got these scars. Right. Yeah. So didn't those guys? Didn't my he, father was a drinker. Wasn't, wasn't Rod Tidwell the Joker and Kaiser Sose more of the star than the actual stars? They were they won. Therefore, Aaron of, Jones. So that's what I'm saying. So is Aaron Jones maybe the star of the Packers? Oh, here we go. Or is Levi it still says Aaron Rodgers. No, I think he just sold the sizzle right there for best support. Yeah. Kevin Spacey, despite how weird and how it is strange that a bunch forget of people accused him of dying. Just think about it. It's like Kaiser three people Sosa. died. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah, forget about that. Clinton's. Um, but it was <laughs> Conspiracy Theory Friday. But uh, yeah, I think of that. Yeah, I'm Aaron. Man, I have flip-flopped three times. Call me a politician in this segment. I'm now going Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, full force. I get Nelson's Jack Cohen. You sold me on Aaron Jones. All right, Nelson, I don't even I don't, know if you tried selling me on Aaron Jones. I don't Jones. know if you've even seen any of those movies. You're the worst movie viewer of all time. But if you could use a Hollywood equation, who would more represent, you know, the Joker, Rod Tidwell, and Kaiser Sosa uh, out of these four? First of all, have you seen any of these movies? <laughs> have you seen any of these uh, So I've actually, <laughs> I've obviously seen The Dark Knight. Oh, you obviously have, even though oh, you haven't Nelson, seen Star Wars. Nelson, you haven't seen That's Star Wars. so obvious. Sorry, Nelson, go ahead. Obviously, I've seen The Dark Knight. <laughs> I've debated on Netflix watching The Usual Suspects. I've debated. It, Nelson, it's been out for like 25 there. years. I think the debate's over. The other one I've never heard of. You've never heard of Show Me, th- or um, now I just forgot the name of it. Show Me the Money. Yeah. I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan. Well, we just are, but is it Tom Cruise or is it Cuba Gooding Jr.? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. I've never seen it. Jerry Maguire. That's what it's yeah. called. Duh. Show me the money. Uh, other ones. I can't hear you, Jerry. Okay, how about, well, I would say Goodwill Hunting is about, Matt, Robin Williams won Best Supporting Actor for The Doctor in Goodwill Hunting. But yes. it's, a, it's, it, it's you know, I got to go see about a girl. You, I got a number. How do you like them apples? I mean, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. That, uh, so that would be one smart. where... What? What? Oh, I just said, my boy's wicked smart. <laughs> <laughs> wicked. Um, you, you convinced me. When you think of those movies of best supporting actors, you're like, wow, I thought they were the main actor. It's got to be Aaron Jones. Well, the one would be, yeah, or the two would be Kaiser Sose. I mean, Heath Ledger. The guy freaking died. Yeah, one of the Olsen twins killed him. Making that movie. Yeah. And when you think of that movie, you think of, man, I really just want to know how he got those scars. Yeah. Never start with a head when you're interrogating But that's someone. one it where it's all called, whimsy. it's about Batman, but Heath Ledger, the supporting guy, the number two, and made Aaron the movie. Jones, and so down. is Aaron Jones. So if Aaron Rodgers is still the face of the Packers, but Aaron Jones usurped the face of the Packers because he had a better year. Yeah. Done. Sold.
I'm, so you're saying Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones. You've cha- I have, you've changed my mind three times. I'm solidified on Aaron Jones on the Heath Ledger reference. I just feel like Jack Cohen because if you're a, how how can a quarterback be a supporting player? He's the, it's the, doesn't everyone say the most important position yeah, is the quarterback? Yeah, but not in Wisconsin. We I know, know. So Trent what? Dilfer. What is what about Ron Dane? Twenty years. What ago? about Ron Dane? That's twenty years ago. What about Brad Johnson? Twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Cartagena, if we did a contributor of the year on the Joe and Ebo show for the Joe and Ebees, where would you uh, put yourself in the fray? Uh, I better be the undisputed favorite in that Whoa, one. The like, crown champion. Lose money. <laughs> yeah. Minus, you'd be like minus 10,000, Tony. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you better bet your house to win McDonald's money uh, <laughs> uh, for these guys. Well, that's funny. That's a great segue, Tone. We're getting good at this because my first question was Team Giannis and Team LeBron and how do you even handicap the All-Star game versus, you know, quarters now in these mini games and this contrived made-for-TV event. I know it's the All-Star game. I know it doesn't mean a lot, but... For guys my age, I was just showing Evo this video, the 1987 All-Star Game, where Larry Bird won the three-point contest and Michael Jordan won the slam dunk contest. We're a long ways away from that with what I saw last night, I think. I don't know if we're too far away from that, actually. like There's there's a lot of talent that's going to be on display. I know LeBron never did a dunk contest and things like that the way you know Jordan or Kobe did back in the day, but there's a ton of talent on display in the all-star game. And I think it's cool, honestly, that you give the other guys kind of the opportunity to, to put their skills on display because yeah, would it be cool if it was LeBron and Anthony Davis in, in the dunk contest? Yeah, but like giving Pat Connington an opportunity to kind of put his name out there. I think it's pretty sweet as well. And the guys say are just better athletes, right? Like the guys say are just going to be able to pull off so many more creative things with access that they have nowadays. So I think they'll put on a good show. I love NBA also. Tony, would you make the parlay of Pat Connaughton winning the dunk contest and then Giannis Adenokounmpo with the NBA All-Star MVP? Oh. Uh, I would not because <laughs> uh, Pat's going to have probably the worst odds ever in a dunk contest. Uh, and that's not even against him, but he even tweeted out. He's like, this is the worst But the guys he's going against can fly. So I'm curious there. But Team Giannis, I don't even know if they're going to... Team Giannis is a strange team. Yeah, it's a... It's a they, there's some, the Kemba Walker pick, I mean, uh, Giannis had a theory. Uh, you know, I like Kemba Walker, but uh, top five guy in the NBA, Tony, I don't know. Kemba's, Kemba's a beast, man. And he just saw him a couple weeks ago just drop, like, the quietest 40 against Milwaukee that we've seen yeah, in a that's while. Yeah, And he went scoreless in the first quarter, and maybe... So is Giannis then a genius, Tony, for taking Kemba Walker and Pascal Siakam ahead of guys like James Harden, Ben Simmons, and and some of the other stars? What's the phrase? You keep your friends close, but your enemies what? Closer? I look at at Giannis' roster here. He's got a Sixer. He's got a Raptor. He's got a Celtic. And he's got two guys from the Miami Heat. Maybe he's just trying to get some insight. He's just trying to screw with their heads a little bit, make them think they're friends when playoff time comes around. (laughs) Um, he could be he could be just maybe he's an evil genius around these parts. Hey, speaking of Giannis, what did you think last night as Giannis puts up another, what, 36 points, 20 rebounds for the umpteenth time this season? So he's the first player since 1965. I'll let you guys guess who that player was. So he's the first player since 1965 to have 30-plus points, 
15 plus rebounds and five plus assists in five straight games. Wilt the still the last guy, Yep. Yeah. yeah. Anytime your name is mentioned, literally any stat on the court, anytime your name is mentioned with Wilt, you're doing something well. So, yeah, Giannis was a freak last night, obviously, and then the dunk hurt around the world. Oof. Uh, basically, I mean, I, you can't refresh Twitter or Instagram this morning and not see someone reposting that thing. That yeah, I know, sick. Tony, I know you have late hours. You stay up late. I get up early, so our schedules don't jive. But I said this earlier this morning that I am going to start a petition the state flag of Wisconsin is two like pioneer guys with a badger holding a flag and a couple of like hoes and rakes. The new state flag of Wisconsin is going to be the mean mug of Giannis. I'm going to start a petition. Will you sign it? Uh, I will sign it if he signs his contract. Touche, <laughs> touche. Right? If, if he signs that deal, maybe that's part of the compensation package. Like, hey, you're going to get uh, $200 billion, but also this flag right here. That'll be our state flag. Maybe they can work that in somehow. But, yeah, I'll put my name on that thing if he puts his name on a Supermax deal with the Bucks. We should be, like, trailblazing here and have the official state shoe, the Greek Freak Ones. The state shoe of Wisconsin. Is, right? Yeah. I want, like there's new, it was white New Balances. Yeah, it's a white New Balance or a Nike Monarch, though. That's going to be tough to unsee, Tone. No, but I, I've seen some uh, some, <laughs> some business guys, you know, walking around with the, uh, with the Freaks on. Oh, okay. It, so maybe it, there's it a change. Weird. It's not like a Jordan 11 that actually can look good if you wear tapered <laughs> pants and, and, and they look pretty good. It sure. doesn't look – it's not a good look, but I've seen people do it. Hey, Tony, speaking of looks, how about the Bucks standing pat for the trade deadline? Good look, bad look? What do you think? So I, I know that they really like their team. I do – I guess I do have some question marks about whether or not it was the – like I, I, I'm, I get confused here because Sterling Brown was a guy that I think some teams called about, and I think some teams were interested in seeing what he can do for them. And you probably weren't going to get much for him, so I guess they decided, yeah, might as well just keep him. If there's an injury, at least he knows the system. He plays defense. He's a great rebounder. Keep him around long term. But he also has the opportunity to walk this off season. So that to me just says that you know the Bucks are kind of happy with what they have this year and they are going all in this year and if they couldn't pull off a a a big a big deal to bring someone in then they're content just keeping the guys that they have so i understand that the part that i don't necessarily love is that other teams acted before them and i think got better like the la clippers got better the miami heat got significantly better on the defensive end of the floor so i look at that and think did those teams close the gap? Did those teams maybe even surpass the Bucks? I don't know. And we'll find out, obviously, in April, May, and June. But I, yeah. It's one of those things, like when the San Francisco 49ers grabbed Emmanuel Sanders, I was like, oh, I really wanted the Packers to get him. I think this team got better. And then turns out they got significantly better in their passing game, and they were able to go on to the Super Bowl. So like, I look at it as... The Bucks like their team. I understand that, and I get that. But when teams around you make moves, you don't have to tip your hand, but I just wonder if you become a little more aggressive when that happens. And they did it, and we'll see what happens. There's always a buyout market, but I don't think they'll really be competitive there either. So we'll kind of just see how it goes. Uh, visiting with our Bucks insider, Tony Cartagena. Final thought then, Tony. You know, go back to last night. I was watching the game, and obviously uh, I had some some chatter on the game at the minus eight, so I obviously want him to cover, but more importantly, I want him to win. And, you know, you, you Philly's a good team. You know, you knew they were going to have something, and they make that run late in the third quarter, early in the fourth. They get it to four, 
And then this is what I love about this team. It's just like, you know, maybe some team, some fan base would be worried. Budnoser calls a timeout. They come out of that, and they just absolutely demolish the 76ers the last eight minutes of the game. Giannis takes over the game. I mean, do you get the sense that Milwaukee, like whenever it gets like to the point where they get pushed, then they say, okay, let's go. It's it's go time because they were just clearly the better team the last 10 minutes of the game. Yeah, I think they have a luxury in the fact that once things get close, it's the NBA, so the best player always takes over the game, right? Like, that's just kind of just how it goes, whether it's LeBron or Giannis or James Harden. When the game get, gets close, opposing teams look for the best player and try to stop the, the best player on the court. But with Giannis, it's a little bit different because he doesn't necessarily care about those 36 points. He would be just as content scoring 33 points and having an extra assist because he kicked it out to an open Chris Middleton or an open Donko DiVincenzo or whoever, to make the right basketball play. And that's what I see more about his game that I love because he will always make the right basketball play if it's available to him. Uh, And the team that he has around him, they hit big shots. They have depth. We've seen Dante to Chris to Brooke Lopez all hit big shots in big moments. So once the defense has to start thinking about those guys hitting a big shot and then defending the best player on the court, that's when matchup nightmares happen, and then Giannis can really just take over a ball game if they start, you know, not sagging off and and, and holding on to Chris or holding on to Brook Lopez. So it, it's a huge issue for other teams. There, it seems pretty loaded. All right, Tone, Thanks, min- Tone mi- minus ten thousand contributor of the year to the Joe Nebo Show, the Tony Cartagena. I'm the- gonna lay my bet. Yeah, that's an easy one, man. <laughs> Thank you, brother. See you, buddy. <clears throat> Excuse me. There he is, Tony our Bucks Insider. We say good morning to our sports director, Zach Heilprin. And uh, Zach, I don't know how you felt about this. I, when I saw the story initially drop, when I saw Jeff Patrikas' tweets, and then I saw Madison.com and all the local TV, and then you and everybody else jump on this, I'm like, I know I'm going to have to talk about this tomorrow morning, but I know I don't want to. Like, what was your initial reaction when you saw the story uh, of Eric Allen and now the fallout? Well, I mean, it's it's unfortunate, obviously. It's just another unfortunate uh, thing that's happened with this team this year. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Jim Polstein did a great job uh, uh, fleshing out all the details of how it all came together and everything like that, and you know, Eric Helland has been a big, big part of their uh, program for the last seven years. And talking to Josh Gosser, which you'll hear on the Wisconsin Basketball Roundtable tonight, he talked about how important he was to their success in the in the two Final Four runs. And they love going to the to work out there. And obviously, it's a tough situation. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it feels just like one hit after another for this program. You know, Zach, everyone's left to make their own decisions and connect their own dots. And I, I hate to, to do this. One of the reasons why I hated this topic, because you have to kind of connect dots and there's so much to the story. But I mean, the view from 10,000 feet, is it anything more than uh, this was handled internally a month ago? Uh, Kobe King decides to transfer a week ago. There's an opportunity here. And, you know, is it exploiting, you know, an employee because there's a loophole in the system that if this comes to light, this brings more opportunities for a player. I can't get in Kobe King's mind. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know exactly what his motivations are. And I'm not going, I mean, we can all, 
we can all sit here and see exactly how it will line up for him to be able to play next year. But I can't sit here and say that that's why this happened. I mean, he did uh, he did not tell the university um, who it was. He did bring it up uh, in his in his exit interview, which you know certainly uh, would lead one to believe that that is at, at least part of his thinking moving forward. But um, you know, there it, it had been talk you know, within the locker room that, um, you know, obviously everyone, he, he apologized for it, thought it was done, but there had been talk in, in the last few weeks, not not even just among uh, Kobe King, but other players um, that, uh, you know, they, they were still talking about it. it. It had been put to bed, but it hadn't necessarily kind of right. Um So, yeah, I, I look, I'm, we'll see how this plays out, but I think it's probably unfair to, to, to anybody to to try and decipher their motivations at this point. Well, and that's the other thing. Look, I, I, I look. I'm not uh, a minority. I've never been a part of a racial slur epithet, so I don't want to get inside the mind of any of these players. So I want to be fair to everybody involved. And people, you know, are going to rush to judgment and say he's using this. But then the flip side of that is, look, we weren't there. We didn't hear it. It sounds like Helen said that he addressed it and it was buried, but. We don't really know. And that's where I say this is when this story, like, because you can't, nobody wins in this. There yeah. isn't a right answer. No, no. Nobody wins. A lot of people lose. Zach, and, when's the last uh, time you've seen, like, Wisconsin basketball have just much drama surrounding, I guess, when maybe when Bo Ryan left? I don't, like, this is. Not even that. This I mean, season's no, just I mean, been one blow after another. Maybe, like. maybe, maybe in it itself, like, that was, that was a shock and that, that, that hit it hard and everything like that. But, that wasn't like a negative. I mean, obviously, you know, stuff that came out after that, you know, with, uh, you know, with, um, you know, some of the aspects of, of that story later on, but nothing, I mean, that wasn't a, a negative. I mean, that was a celebration more of him and, yeah. you know, Greg Gard taking over and all that stuff. This has just been, it feels like one negative story after another. And, and it's not even, a lot of it's not even in, in their control. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, the, um, uh, Howard Moore back in May, like that hits you like a, a ton of bricks. Yeah. And then like a Potter's uh, waiver situation, you know, you don't have any control over that. Um, you know, Kobe King wanting to leave Brad Davison's suspension. Now this, now, uh, this, this, uh, this, this incident with Eric Allen, which certainly was definitely, definitely within his control. Um, but I mean, it just feels like one thing after another, it's been a, a very up and down roller coaster of a season with some very, very highs, very, high highs and some very low lows. Zach, with you know all the incidences and drama and you name it, can this team still pull off a berth into March Madness, in your opinion? Yeah, they're five wins away from doing it. I mean, they have they have eight games left. They need to win five of them, and then if they don't win five, we'll probably need to win, or win one or two in, in Indy. Um, you know, because if they don't win five, they could very well be playing uh, on that first day. Probably not, but um, at least on the Thursday for sure. Uh, but no, I, yeah, I think they can, they've got five home games left and they're, they're none of them are easy games. I mean, they get a couple of the top 25 teams in there, but then they go to Michigan, they go to, uh, Nebraska and they go to Indiana. Those are their away games, five home games. They've won all their outside of the Illinois game. They've won all their home games this year. So yeah, I think it's certainly a possibility. Um, they have to come out and play with some of the energy and the, and the, uh, bigger that they did last Saturday and, and not, you know, uh, show up like they did on Wednesday, which has just been a huge, huge. The road issues just make no sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the Big Ten is great, right? Big Ten's fantastic. I don't know if there's any great teams, but it's really deep. And they lose their first five away from 
Madison. Then they win three, including two on the uh, two at teams that are ranked. And then they go and lose four straight on the road, including three games in which they trailed by 20 or more points. Like that's not Wisconsin basketball. At least it hadn't been as of at least a few years ago. So um, their road issues are are what they are. But five home games, win those five home games, and I think you're in the tournament. Uh, visiting with our sports director, Zach uh, Heilpern. Final thought, and then we'll we'll try and end the segment on a positive, Zach. I mean, is, is there a, a lesson to be learned in this uh, whole Colby King saga, or do you say, no, this is just an isolated incident, this is nothing anybody anywhere could have predicted, done anything, or do you think there will be you know changes made going forward? I think they're going to look through everything and, and try and figure it out. I mean, this is a, this is a huge change. I mean, Eric Hillen wasn't just – the head of the basketball, he was head of the entire department. So, I mean, it's, it's a, a significant, significant change. Um, and I think they'll look into how some of these, um, how this all played out and, and try and figure out a way to avoid it in the future. But again, Kobe wasn't happy. He wasn't happy for two and a half years. Um, he finally decided that he was unhappy enough to leave. And, and that's what, um, where a lot of this stuff has, has come to light. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you could do differently other than, um, not, I'm not even going to say not recruit the guy. He wanted to be here. He wanted to be a Badger. It just it is what it didn't work out. Um, and a lot of that stuff is a lot of this angst has has uh, come as a result of it. Uh, do you think that it could work out a win tonight? Um, putting all that drama aside, with uh, Ohio State coming to town, a win tonight or tomorrow? Excuse me, or Sunday? Sunday? Excuse me. Yeah, no. I'm, Ohio State's been playing better. They've won three straight, but. Yeah, they're going to be. Uh, I think they're going to be jacked up, ready to go come Saturday. They they have to be because now, like every game, every home game now, at least in my mind, because I don't know if they're going to be able to go and get a road win. Every game home game is kind of a must win for them, and they played like it last Saturday. Minnesota played like it was on on Wednesday, and Wisconsin I think will win on Sunday, and they're they're celebrating the 2000 Final Four team, which should be fun. Oh, the throwback and wearing, jerseys, and wearing throwbacks. Yeah, we're in throwback. Those uniform, are sick. So, yeah, those should be that should be fun. Can you pick? Can you snag me a pair from like the like when you're down there, Zach? Sure, I'll rip one. A jersey, rip one jersey, and shorts. Okay, cool. Just take it yeah. off one of the towel. I'm like in between a medium and a large. So if you can like get, I don't know, how tall is Brad Davison again? Taller than you. All right, well, let's end on a positive then, Zach. Uh, and people don't realize this because of the early signing period, but uh, Wednesday was actually National Signing Day, and there was the cynic of some people that thought uh, Jalen Berger might do a double take just like <laughs> Graham Mertz did at the end uh, last year. But he ends Wait, up obviously um, signing. Uh, no, you know, I, I still owe you some money, I know. Uh, <laughs> do, do, what do you – I mean, look, is this – because – the. Jonathan Taylor, maybe the goat ever at the position, and that's that's a lofty term. I mean, like, can can we think about this guy being the next Jonathan Taylor or something close? And as soon as next year, I mean, do you think he has a shot to step in and, and start Week One next year? Can we start with the thing about you owing me money? Yeah, yeah, I put an envelope on your <laughs> well, desk. payments coming. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you still owe me about four ninety seven. <laughs> um, I'm not like four eighty six, Halpern. Well, hey, he he likes you obviously much better than he likes. He just me. sees me more. I see him more, and and he's scared. He's scared of you a lot more apparently. Well, I'm a um, scary man. Yes, you are very much. Uh, pasty gangster, right? Is that yeah? That's a, Can't hurt yeah, still. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Jalen Berger thing. Yeah, I, he's I, he's not the same type of back as Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's he's. I don't think he's going to be a guy that you're going to put uh, back in, in the eye formation and run him. You know, twenty five, thirty times. I don't see that. I think he's going to be kind of be a little bit more of a – he can catch the ball at the backfield. He's got that certainly to his game more so than Jonathan did when he came in. I think you'll see him on the slot. I think you'll see him 
in the backfield, uh, you know, trying to get the ball in his hands in a, in a bunch of different ways, but I don't necessarily see him between the tackles type of guy. So to me, it's, it's still going to be Nikia Watson next year and then, you know, peppering in whether it's Julius Davis or Jalen Berger along with Garrett Groshek. It's, it's going to be a, certainly a more of a committee thing than it has been these last few years. But I like Jalen Berger and he was, he was huge. I mean, I think they, they're now 25th in the country right now, still. Highest ever, uh, right, Zach? Is yeah, that, did I see yeah. that right? Best recruiting class in yeah. the history of Wisconsin football? Yeah, best recruiting class, and they put that out there. They they sent out the email saying that it was the highest in, uh, in, in school history. And so they did a lot of really good things, and they're actually, you know what, as good as this one is, they're set up for an even, as potentially even better class next year. And the 2022 class, at least in the state of Wisconsin, is apparently the most talented in-state class in quite some time. So they've got... They've got a couple of good years coming up even after this one. And, uh, you know, I think the big thing about Paul Chris coming in in 2015, can he recruit? Like, that was my biggest question. I thought it was a legitimate critic, you know, question. He's proven everybody, along with his staff, hired some really good guys that on, on the recruiting trail, has proven that that is not an issue. He's taken to Wisconsin to new heights in terms of, of recruiting, which I never would have thought I would ever say about Paul Chris back in 2015. All right. Keep an eye out for an uh, envelope on your desk. All right, Heilprin? Should be a lot yep. of dime and probably a couple pennies. No, 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 no. Four ninety-seven. You want to do double or nothing, Joe? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I'll eat, I'll take my medicine. All right. Thank you, brother. See you, Zach. Yep. There he is, Zach Eilbrun, our sports director. 